Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host for the evening, the five-star man, Asa Gray. And joining me at this time, the big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo. How are you doing this week, Dalton? Feeling good. Uh, Fucking better be. (laughs) If you listened to the end of last week's show and you heard me say you're going to yell at me, I may and or may not have gotten sick in the middle of the show and just like went to my bathroom, took care of what I could do. And then came back and finished it. So if you listened last week, I'm going to apologize because I know for a fact that I was out of it that whole episode. At the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah, like three minutes in. We were like three minutes in. This man could have walked in and been like, hey, we're super early in. I just threw up. I need to sit this one out and been like, totally cool. Bummer. Hope you're okay. But no, he waits until after we record for an hour to be like, oh, yeah, I'm sick as shit. Like, are you? Oh, but we got a show out right before Royal Rumble. That's why I want to swing at you so often. I know. But the thing of it is, is like, sometimes it's because I genuinely deserve it because I'm kind of a dickhead. But like this time I was trying to be a good human. And no. I, no, no, no. no. I, and I get why you still want to hit me. And I'm not taking that away from you. I'm just saying this is one of the times that you want to swing on me where I'm like, but I was good boy. And that's my favorite kind of uh, Asa wants to hit me moment. Because I have done the same to you. Where I'm like, I'm gonna fucking hit you. Yeah. Because good good boy behavior is being like, hey, I need to take care of myself. <laughs> you get no good boy points. That's fine. No, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with conceding taking, those good boy points. I'm just I'm saying. Taking the, I'm taking the star off the chart that I have hanging up here above my computer. <laughs> Dalton's good boy points minus one. <laughs> just some sticker residue from the scraper. Oh, the number of... The, the, the urge to start an actual, like, tracker for Dalton's good boy points. <laughs> it's not quite enough to make me actually do it. But whenever we become, if we become a little bit more famous and that becomes a bit, it will totally do it. Oh, no. Tell your, just, tell your friends about us. If it's literally only, like, Dylan listening to the show, <laughs> I don't care. I will still, I still might do it. I fucking miss Dylan this weekend. You know how sad I am I feel- about that? So I've, it's going to be weird. He's going to be listening to this and be like, why are they talking to me like I'm, I don't exist? I did feel bad because I saw him like twice, but I didn't have time to like stop and actually talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because just like we're we're getting stuff together and like we were actually recorded for um, commentary for this show. So I was like, okay. Uh, one time was actually at inner. It was either at intermission or like right before the show. But we were both in the concession line. And part of me wanted to, like, call him up to where I was at, but then I was like, ah, that's kind of a dick move, because there's enough people between us that, like, that might seem shady. Yeah. And then once I got my waters, I pretty much had to go back to, like, the table, otherwise I was just going to go stand in line with him. Yeah, yeah. So, Dylan, I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to to say hi, Um, but I will see you soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, um, Dylan, my insides were trying to become my outsides, so that's why I didn't get to see you. I'm also really sorry I didn't get to see you, though. Um, But, yeah, it's a bummer. Because that was like, I saw him post the like his wrestling photos, which Dylan uh, Dylan Hager Wrestling on Facebook, he gets yeah. really cool. like And he goes to so many like shows that you get like a really cool variety of getting to see people wrestle um, through his Facebook page. And uh, I was just like, oh, he's at Cape. And I was like, of course he's at Cape when I'm not there. That's a bummer. Um, but yeah, no, uh, super sad that I didn't get to see him. But I'm feeling a lot better this week. That's the like whole part of this story is that I'm like on the mend. I don't know if it was the flu. Um, but like everything I was reading was saying it was the flu and the way I felt, I was like, it is very well could be the flu. They gave me Tamiflu, um, and said like, good luck. 
Yeah. So I took. I mean, if it is the flu, that's really all they can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel a lot better than I did last week. Uh, I'm looking forward. I have a title match in Marion, Illinois, in two days, and I'm a little worried because, like, I'm not sick anymore. But like, after every time I get sick and then I have to wrestle the next time, I always feel like absolute dog shit afterwards because I'm usually like way tired. Like, I get way more tired. I get tired way faster than I usually do. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. I have a hey, master's you, degree. <laughs> you, get, you got there. Um, but enough of the rambling nonsense. Um, some A couple things to talk about, but mostly this is going to be our Royal Rumble review from this past Saturday. Um, but before we get into all of that, we start every episode with the power of positivity because it is just so easy to be so negative on the internet. And on Twitter and social media, there's a lot of just negativity for the sake of negativity. All of the bad stuff gets you hear more about than the good stuff. So we like to combat that in our own little way uh, by pointing out something that we really enjoyed or looking forward to or just something in the world of wrestling that made us happy. Mine for this week is a late entrant because all of the pictures got posted today. uh, And it's kind of a news story, but not really. But it is the photo of the New Day holding up Pat Sajak on the set of Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, that was pretty Like, dope. I saw that, and it makes me so happy. I was really hoping that this meant that it was going to... We were finally going to get the long-requested New Day special episode of Wheel of Fortune, where all three members are, you know, the contestants. But... um it looks like they did feel like a bunch of people were there too, like Liv Morgan, Bailey, Bianca Belair, the new day, tons of people were in town. Like they filmed a bunch of stuff for it. Apparently these episodes are going to air, uh, the last week of March, uh, leading up to WrestleMania, That's which cool. makes sense. Especially with, you know, WrestleMania WWE being on Peacock. Yeah. That's so, a, that's a good little bit of synergy. They, they got there. I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, uh, it looks like the, the, the one thing I saw was like, oh, the WWE wrestlers were paired with fans. So I don't know if there's like normal contestants with the WWE people or or how that's going to work. But I was but that just the picture, because listening to the New Day podcast when it was a thing multiple times, they talked about how they wanted to be just the three contestants for that for an episode of Wheel of Fortune, mm-hmm. which and would be to, so great. Yeah, and to see them get get their moment with Pat Sajak and Vanna White was there too was awesome, yeah. and that, that is, just it made me so happy. Is Pat Sajak on your Mount Rushmore of TV game show hosts? I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you, Dalton. You don't have one. I have literally never thought about the Mount Rushmore of TV show game hosts. Really? If I, no, no. Uh, and really, off the top of my head, like gun to my head, my Mount Rushmore would have three. Uh-huh. Bob Barker, Pat Sajak, and Alex Trebek. That's fair. Like those are those are the th- when I think game show, and I know you know what honestly, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey's on mine. I am so Steve Harvey. I am so sports entertained by Steve Harvey every time I watch him. Uh, I hate it because it's always the like. What's something long and cylindrical that you like when your wife puts in her mouth? A penis. Oh my, oh my god. And then he acts surprised that someone said penis. Like, shut the fuck up. No. You, the, the, you're worded this f- question deliberately to get a sexual response, and then you act surprised when you do. 
uh, here is my dark horse number four that if I thought about it for more than 30 seconds, uh, it, he probably wouldn't make the cut, but me and my great granny used to watch Hollywood squares every day. Uh-huh. So Tom Bergeron would probably yeah. be up there. Even though I know that's probably a show like Match Game and Family Feud where there's been a million hosts, he's who I associate with it. Yeah. I'm sorry about the side tangent. I was just like, man, Pat Sajak has been doing Wheel of Fortune for fucking ever. Regis Filmer would also be a solid one. Yeah, for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just watched the... the, Fuck Howie Mandel! I watched an edited version on TikTok the other day of Norm MacDonald. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, His his run on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, where he got to the million-dollar question. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just like he was hilarious, but I, uh, I, I'm trying to think of like other ones. No, but that's not what this show is. This yeah. show is about wrestling. I will say, since we you mentioned it, I have seen newer episodes of Wheel of Fortune. Like if I'm my gra- if I'm at my grandparents' house, and you can tell, Pat Sajak is fucking done with that job. Oh yeah, he's over it. He is so like I don't know if he's always been this way, but like I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But uh, whenever my mom was staying at my grandparents' house when she had her surgery, they they were watching it whenever I would go over there. And he was just so annoyed. Like, you could tell. Like, I don't know if this was like they filmed these four episodes on a Friday or what. But holy crap, Pat was over it. <laughs> Capital D. Done. Done. Dalton, what's your power of positivity of the week, and why is it also Pat Sajak? Um, so it's Pat Sajak. No, uh, <laughs> I really enjoy the acclaimed uh, Gun Club story. Really? I don't know why I love it as much as I do, but just the, the small, not even small character beats, but the whole, like, do us, uh, go ahead and do us a favor, Pops, and do what you always do. Drown your sorrows at the bottom of a pill bottle, or drown your sorrows in a pill bottle. And, like, just the reaction of that from Billy Gunn and all that. And, like, I know they're playing, like, they're not throwing that out on their dad, like, intentionally. Because, God, that'd be fucked. But, like, I really enjoy Billy Gunn having to pick between his four sons. Um, And, yeah, that does help, too, Asa. Um, But, like... I've just, I've enjoyed it. Even the goofy, um, <laughs> God damn you, Ace. That it's was so, so mean and I feel bad. <laughs> it's only funny because I made a bad dad joke, uh, at, in Pressing Unscripted last week mm-hmm. because I made a comment about my dad sucking and I was like, yeah, yours might be dead, but mine can still ruin my life. And Shannon just lost it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. So I just really, I've enjoyed it. Like it's so stupid and I'm aware that it's dumb. But like that can't that doesn't mean I'm not entertained by it, and they've done such a good job, like all five people involved, that I'm like I really care about this story that I would have hated three years ago, and like it could be because it's the acclaimed and almost everything they do is gold to me. I wish they I'm kind of like you. I wish they would give them kind of more matches and segments to like really solidify their tag team run. Yeah, but fuck everything they do is at least entertaining. Like I can't say that I have not been thoroughly entertain anytime they come on screen oh yeah i will never say that i'm like blaming the acclaimed or like that i'm down on the acclaimed i've just i as a whole so far i've been very underwhelmed with their their title run yeah and like man if you thought that i i never thought i could actually get billy gunn to 
make me feel an emotion that isn't, huh, he made a dick joke. Um, Because that's what his career has been the last 25 years. Good for him. And that's not me shitting on Billy Gunn. Uh, It's literally just me being like, no, he has consistently been the dick joke guy. And I'm happy to see that, like, there is some range there. Um, Now it does take his kids being like, you were a bad parent. Um, to get there, but like, ah, fuck, sometimes you, sometimes you gotta crack an egg to make an omelet. Yeah. But I've been very, I've, I've very much enjoyed that whole, like, story so far. Hopefully we get some good matches out of it, because, like, you can give me all the great story in the world, but if it doesn't pay off in a good match, it's kind of... Then what's the point? Yeah. Which is like, you're gonna get, we're gonna get there with the Royal Rumble, and I know how you kind of feel about it, too. But, like, it doesn't matter how good the story is if we don't have a good payoff in a match. Um, it's kind of for not because like yeah this is this is very much dude soap opera for us Mm -hmm. and we're both very aware of it but like at the end of the day we have to have the dude part of it to make the soap opera worth it don't get me wrong AEW and wwe right now are telling amazing stories that i'm emotionally invested in but you got to give me the the match to blow it off or else like it's what are we doing here uh before we get into the royal rumble review uh one one news item of the week that is definitely worth talking about, at least to me. I'm sure there's stuff that I'm missing from the week. But uh, the big one to me, and I know to Dalton as well, is that New Japan Pro Wrestling officially announced that Kota Ibushi is officially a free agent. We already got the announcement that he's going to be competing at Bloodsport for GCW against Speedball Mike Bailey. That'll which, be fun. like. Mike Bailey versus Abushi is a like it's one of those like how did I not already know that I wanted to see that match until it got announced. I did see a thing earlier that he apparently is also going to be part of Joey Janela's Spring Break. So, but we don't know in what, you know, what that match is going to be yet. But that is pretty significant especially considering the issues that he had with new Japan, especially towards the end of his run there. Yeah. That got, that whole situation got really weird, really quick. And then like, we didn't really, cause I remember we reported on the situation and then we haven't heard anything since. And that was months ago. Yeah. It was like, Oh, he called them out for being shitty because like they wanted him to wrestle when he still wasn't like a hundred percent with the shoulder and then he, like, made allusions to leaders at Bushi Road being tied to the Yakuza. And then it was just like, holy shit, it got real, real quick. Yeah. And, like, yeah, we we really didn't get anything uh, substantial out of that, at least that I saw, until today or uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. Whenever it was announced that he is officially now a free agent. Uh, my question to you is, do you think... Because Ibushi has always been, like, the... Before he signed with New Japan, like, if you don't remember, him signing with New Japan was a huge deal. Yeah. Because forever, Kota Ibushi was the guy who was just like, I'll go wherever I want to go. Like, I just kind of do my own thing. He went to the Cruiserweight Classic and didn't know who Vince McMahon was. God damn. (laughs) Which is the most... Kota Ibushi Ibushi thing you... Yeah. Yeah. This is the most Kota Ibushi uh, thing you could have told me. So, you have to assume that at some point, we get some kind of Golden Elite, Golden Lovers, Ibushi Omega match. Do you think he actually ends up signing a contract with AEW? 
Or do you think they kind of go on a per appearance like, hey, we want you to do X, Y, Z for six months and then we'll go from there? Uh, I think it's I think uh, it's it's all very much up to Ibushi. And from the way that like the New Japan relationship uh, disintegrated is a good way to say it. Um, I don't think he's going to be very quick to sign with another company. Um, Not saying that he won't wrestle for AEW. I actually think he will wrestle for AEW. But the Ibushi is all elite, like, graphic will never happen. Um, Mm. And I honestly, for all, or not all Japan, for all elite's sake, I hope that that doesn't happen. Not saying the dude is, like, a cancer to the locker room at all. But, like, when shit went sideways for him at New Japan, shit went sideways. And it's one of those just like, oh, do you want to deal with that? But then again, maybe New Japan was being shitty. Like, that's not super fair. But, like, the way that he went scorched earth, like, it wasn't like, oh, they wanted me to wrestle injured. Like, that's one thing. And that's super fucked up and don't do it. But, like, then to be like, there's people on Bushi Road that work for the Yakuza. Oh, that's not smart on anybody's state. Like, that's bad for everybody. Himself involved, to say out loud. Because, like, Aso, what if one of them actually was? That's bad for Ibushi to say out loud. Like, yeah, no, that's, it's <laughs> not a traditionally chill group when being called out. Yeah, it's not like America where you can say this person's part of Q. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, there's really no way to confirm it. Like, if there was somebody, like, all right, so I guess it's probably good that there probably isn't anybody on Bushi Road associated with the Yakuza. Because if there was, Bushi would be a free agent in heaven right now, actively. Like, because, yeah, they don't play games. That's their whole thing. Uh, but going back to the main point, like, whatever Abushi does, as long as he's happy, um, we will see him wrestle on AEW. I'm, I'd almost put money on it. Um, hell, I wouldn't even be that surprised if he wrestled for WWE a time or two. Because, like, that Cruiserweight Classic thing, that was very much a Triple H initiative. I don't think that... I think AEW has proven with, like, Jeff Cobb and Jay Briscoe... Or not Jay, excuse me, Mark Briscoe. uh, Excuse me. Which I get... Which even the Briscoe... Like, Briscoe isn't a good comparison because he's They're under contract, yeah. He's got an ROH contract. But, like, Timothy Thatcher was on... Oh, they've done, yeah, like, uh, they bring in, they bring in guest stars, quote unquote, all the regularly. Time. Yeah. Like Huvitu Guerrero, Nick Gage. Nick Gage. Those... Yeah. So we, you're we've not going to seen... say Hoovy, one of the stars of the WCW cruiserweight division, Asa Gray. Are you going to disperse the name of the Guerrero family that I really don't know anything about besides Hoovy? MDK all day. I'm just saying know. that strictly so that Lee will think I'm cool, which would that, never happen. Um, but the, uh, it's just like they, I think AEW is way more likely to use him in any, in a meaningful capacity. Oh yeah. Than W, I don't, I do not see him even like with Triple H being in charge. I don't see Ibushi making a WWE appearance if he doesn't have a contract to go with it. You're telling now, me, you're telling go- me, you're telling me. At the NXT, whatever, I'm going to call them a takeover, even though I know they're not called takeovers anymore. Mm-hmm. You're telling me at the NXT takeover before SummerSlam that we're not going to see Kota Ibushi versus Carmelo Hayes? We will not. I mean, I hope we do, because now that I've said it, I hope it gets willed into existence. Because, mm-hmm. oh, that match would fucking rock. But, like, I could very much... They've done it with Liger before. I mean this in no disrespect to Kota Ibushi, because Kota Ibushi is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. 
He is not Jushin Thunder Liger. That's fair. There's not a lot of people that are. Like, you can sell a pay-per-view with under, like, just advertising Jushin Thunder Liger making his one American wrestling appearance. They did that with Tyler Breeze that one time. Yeah. It was a great match. But you can't do it with... Uh, you you're you're not going to get the same mileage out of that with abushi who is someone that like if you get you want to hold on to yeah so fuck i want that obviously it's never obviously it's never say never but i just personally do not see wwe doing that i think it's it it is a million times more likely that we see aew to do that because there is a there's a precedent there there's multiple precedents there um, and then that was it for the news that I really wanted to talk about. So on to the Royal Rumble was this past Saturday. I watched it Sunday morning because we had the CCW show Saturday night. And somehow I did not have anything spoiled for me. I don't know how it happened. Like partially because doing commentary, I was sitting up there with one other person who also was doing his best to avoid any knowledge of what was happening until he could watch it. So, like, shout out to Walker for being on the same page there. Um, but I know Billy had it up on the screen in the, the like, in our CCW gorilla position. Yep. But, like, I just avoided that. And, like, I packed up my stuff after the show. I said my goodbyes and I made my way out. And I, like, didn't hear it. I didn't overhear anything. I stayed off of, like, literally every app on my phone because I knew, like, if I pull up, I'm going to see something on Twitter. Yeah, I'm going to see something on Facebook. I'm going to see something on TikTok. Like I, I'll pull up YouTube and it'll be like, hey, recommended recommended video is so and so reacting to shocking Royal Rumble winner. Be like, motherfucker, why? In the thumbnail? In the thumbnail. In the thumbnail. In the thumbnail. In the uh, thumbnail. <laughs> so I went home. I stopped at McDonald's and ate. I went to bed. I woke up and I started the Royal Rumble, man. <laughs> the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. I watched Overall, it. I watched it we, sick. It was good. Before we go match by match, what were your thoughts as a whole? Oh, I loved it. Like it, when you're when you're judging the 23 Royal Rumble to like the 99 Rumble, the 03 Rumble, like any of the other, like where do you think this is ultimately going to land in Rumble in the Rumble history? Um, oh, that's a really weird question that I have to give a I would have to give a super loaded answer to. Um, so instead of doing that, I'm just gonna say. If I was to cut the amount of Royal uh, Royal Rumbles in half Mm -hmm. and said this was good, this was not as good, it would be in the good half. I'd put it in that category. S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier. A tier. A tier, okay. 100%. Gotcha. Um, Loved it, minus one thing, but that was fucking hardy. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, It was my favorite thing I tweeted out in quite a while. In the middle of that performance, I just tweeted out, and you all thought the DX band was bad. Um, Because, God, that was... I have never heard of that person. Um, I never want to hear from that person again. Uh, I hope they have a great life. I wish them well in everything they do, um, except make better music. I heard the first two lines, and I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. This this ain't for me at all. Again, if like younger Dalton would have liked NASCAR a little bit harder, like this guy probably would have rocked for me. But like... It was bad. That was rough. I would have I rather have watched uh, Roseanne Barr sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" at Chicago Field, Fenway. I heard someone Wrigley. call him. I heard someone call him Kid Kid Rock. 
And that that made me laugh because I'm going to be honest, I, I that was one of the benefits of watching it the next day is I did not have the pacing problems. I got to fast forward through everything. Uh, so yeah, that was nice. Uh, I will say it didn't feel like it was super bloated as a show. Um, even with having to watch everything, I was like, OK, like it, it made sense. It was a four hour show. But yeah, no, I was like, all right, cool. Time for Roman Reigns and Owens. Oh, fuck, that Hardy guy has to perform. Well, maybe this will be good. No, it's not. This is the worst thing I've heard. <laughs> and, like, to pull back the curtain, I teach music to kids. And that was the worst musical performance I've ever heard. Like, ever. <laughs> ever. Um, Like, whenever I'm saying it, that's a thing. I've listened to intentionally bad things to be like, how do you fix this? I don't mm. have an answer for him. My college degree can't help that poor man. Make better music. Fuck, I don't know. Like... I, it was bad. Nothing about that was appealing. The song wasn't good. Um, they suck live. I don't know if they suck in studio, but they sucked live. And, like, you couldn't find a more empathetic crowd if you tried. Like, or at least empathetic crowd if you tried. Like, that crowd did not give a single fuck. I saw, they just, people, I saw people on Twitter talking about, like, being there live and how apparently they very noticeably raised the... Uh, audio of him and the fake audio to drown out the booze because apparently there was a lot of booze happening because it was bad asa it was <laughs> it was not good you know like um there's only like one time in recent history that i wanted the band to perform the like theme song at a pay-per-view at the pay-per-view and it's because i loved the band i love five seconds of summer that is like, I love that band. They do great live. I've watched them in concert. They're great. They did uh, Teeth for Survivor Series uh, 2019. I was at that show. That's the only reason I wanted this to happen. Um, mm. Any other time, don't fucking do it. Unless you do it at the very beginning of the show like they did with Poppy at one of those NXT takeovers. Yeah. Like, but again, Poppy's good live. Like, Unlo there was there was nothing good about that performance. You know, the only thing that was worse than that performance was the fake pyro outside of the building throughout the night. Like... But the only difference between that, the reason that was worse is because at least the music was real, kinda. The, it was bad. The only, the other exception that I'll give is whenever the artist performs the song that a wrestler uses as their entrance. Oh, that's for different. The entrance. That's that different. That gets a pass. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I watched it recently because, uh, it rocks so fucking hard, but, um, it wasn't Code Orange, but, uh, Mark Crozier doing, uh, the Firefly song at wrestlemania 32 oh, yeah. oh it was so good it was was that 32 or was that ever lost whenever i don't know one of the time the one time that they came out he came out live to that song at a mania it was so good it sounded great you actually got to hear that wild ass guitar solo in the middle of the song for once because mm -hmm. like whenever they do it live that song is very like or whenever they do it like the pre-tape like with the music playing in the background instead of a live performance like you don't get it here as much as the song um but yeah, no, like even that horrible butt rock band that does uh, Randy Orton's theme, uh, the one time Put they did it. Put some respect on Rev Theory's name, excuse you. I said exactly how I felt about it. Um, and like, even they did great. This Hardy guy sucked. It was bad. It was, it made Nia Jax look better. Fuck, I'll say it. I don't care. It made that more palatable to me. Cause at no, least it did not. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Royal Rumble kicked off with the 30-man Royal Rumble match, uh, ultimately won by Cody Rhodes, who came out at number 30. Um, for a Rumble match itself, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, 
by the end of the night, I enjoyed it a little bit less. And, and I'll get into that here in a little bit. But I don't... A lot of it didn't make... or Cody winning didn't make a ton of sense. Because I don't get the logic behind you announce him for as returning ahead of time. So we know he's going to be there. Then you have him come out at number 30 to win it. Like, oh, where's the, you don't want to put him in. Like, I'm not saying he has to go the distance, but like put him at like number 10. Uh, yeah, I was to where he like has 12, to work yeah. for it, where he has to work for it, where he really earns it. He doesn't come in, throw everybody out and then, and then wins the whole thing. Yeah. Or don't tell us he's going to be there. Let him be the not surprise, surprise number 30. I think so. I think in a bit of self-realization for WWE, um, they did like, I think they learned their lesson with the whole treating number 30 as this prized possession whenever they don't really think they can deliver on it. Because like the 2014 Royal Rumble was a thing. And like how quick that turned on Rey Mysterio and Batista. Because it wasn't Daniel Bryan. And other situations like that, I think they're just like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to say Cody's in it. Because, like, people aren't going to be surprised by that. Because that's literally been what everybody's been speculating since he got injured. Like, even mm. we said that. Whenever he tore his peck and they were, like, six to nine months. And I was like, I did the math. And I was like, that is right in time for Rumble. Yeah. Like, um, I honestly think that Cody should have been, like you said, uh, the more I think about it, number 18 is a really solid number to have him at. Not exactly at the, like, workhorse level of having to be there, especially since that peck is surgically repaired. And, like, he's not a, like, yeah, he's been working out with it and stuff like that, but you get in the ring and you start doing different motions that, like, a human body really isn't used to. Like, that shit could tear again, so you don't want him to be in there too much. Um, or at least give it enough, like, just work it out just enough. Um, put him in there at number 18, and then they had the most perfect, like, number 30 in Logan Paul. Like... Because none of, like, that was one that I was legitimately like, oh, fuck. Because that dude just tore his ACL. I am i don't think he tore his ACL. I think that Instagram post where he said he tore, like, three different ligaments was bullshit. That, that could be a I thing, think, too. I think he hurt his leg. I think he did, like, I do think he was injured. But it, it was not an a ACL and MCL tear, like he said it was. There's just no chance that you recovered that quickly from that. I'm yeah, you're probably I mean, you're more than likely not wrong. Um, or he's just wrestling with the torn ACL or some really damaged ligaments, which like Shawn Michaels did that whenever he was in his like early forties for a while. Um so like it's not beyond the realm of possibility. It's not smart neither, but like you already like you knew he was well, gonna we be know the, Logan we know Logan Paul's not smart. That's no, I think it's the opposite. I think he's really smart and that's kind of the problem. Um but anyway, uh that was your number 30 because people weren't expecting him. And like, even regardless of how you feel about him, I was legit like, Oh fuck. When he came out, I watched it live and I was like, Oh shit. Well, if that means Cody's 30, you could have had Cody at 18. There was really nothing in between 18 and 29 that I was besides like Booker T coming in and doing the spinner Rooney. That was cool. I guess. I don't know. Um, I, you had, you had edge coming it back. That's him true. At, Put him at 30. Yeah, you could have put him at 30 as well. I would say put I would say put him at 30, still have 
the whole you know, judgment at that day point, bit. you can still do the judgment day stuff because Balor could have already been eliminated have him come back out to you know do still do all of that but then it's you know arguably higher stakes because edge had the number the coveted number 30 spot and got it ripped out from yeah. under him i just it doesn't i don't i don't dig the whole like and don't get me wrong i like cody Rhodes. i'm glad he's back you know i think him and roman will have a great match at wrestlemania oh it'll be so good but like man that was a that was a miss for me and it, it but as soon as this as soon as the pay-per-view opened with the rumble match i 100 percent immediately was like oh well sammy's not in it because if oh, it yeah. was and then like in the the logan thing and like comparing to like the uh ray mysterio coming out when everybody wanted daniel bryan to be in i will give you that if we opened the show with the universal championship match yeah that's fair if that stuff had happened before the rumble match then yeah i think people would turn but i also think people might turn cody rose is like unreal inhumanly popular he the the they sold out of his merch like the first day of the rumble access stuff like they cannot keep his stuff on the shelves but i'm curious if would the crowd have turned on him here over Sammy's like if it was like oh people oh, yeah. thought it was going to be Sammy and then it was Cody and they knew it wasn't going to be Sammy like does the crowd turn and I think WWE's kind of on a tightrope right now with how they they go forward with the with the Sammy Zayn stuff but yeah more on that here in a bit yeah they definitely painted themselves in a corner with the Sammy Zayn stuff as a whole because like now you have the one person we really want to see beat Roman. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be the person that beats Roman. And that, that's that goes back to that thing earlier where it's like, this is the dude soap opera. You've given us a really you've given us the soap opera part really well. Mm-hmm. And now we want the fucking match and we're not going to get that match. Or we I won't think get. We get the, I think we get the match, but we don't get the outcome that like the story that's being told dictates that we get. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, because I feel like we're going to get Sammy and Roman at Elimination Chamber. Mm hmm. But we're not going to like even if Roman wins, which I mean, Roman will win at the end of that match. Um, Roman Reigns will not lose before he loses to Cody Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. I think the issue is, is then they're still going to tell the Sami Zayn versus Bloodline story afterwards. Whenever that should be the fucking bookend, there's going to be like ten epilogues after it. Because it's going to move into Zayn. It's going to move into Zayn and Owens in the Usos. Or that'll be the rest. That'll be the yeah, WrestleMania match. Jimmy or and Zayn, Solo or Zayn versus Jay. Oh, I don't think it'll be that. It could. It could be though. Like that's. That is an option. They're gonna we'll tell. Get, we'll, they're gonna tell we'll, so many stories that I'm gonna hate to get there. Then we'll we'll, we'll we'll talk more about the bloodline stuff here once we get to that match, though. Because um, we can get through the rest of this card. Gunther, though, man, fucking uh, killing it. Yeah, the new record for traditional iron time spent in a traditional Iron Man match. Royal Rumble, uh, one hour, eleven minutes, and forty seconds. And I'm calling it now. Gunther is going to be main eventing night one or night two of WrestleMania next year. Yeah. Um, that was a fucking performance. And it was everything it needed to be like, they really like to stretch out who's one and two in those pay-per-views and they did it in both matches. Yeah. Um, they which sure is, did, which is kind of a bummer. Cause like you didn't need to, um, but like, yeah, no, he fucking came in and rocked. My favorite thing was the post show thing with uh, Cody, because they were the final two, um, and him being like, "Man, maybe I shouldn't have made fun of his name a couple years ago." Because like, yeah, no, I mean, but then again, Gunther was laying those chops in on everybody. 
That's Everybody. what he does. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, I wish we would have gotten more of him and Lesnar. Because, like, seeing those two stand off against each no. other. Uh-uh. I don't want to... I don't... I. That is exactly what it needed to be until we eventually get, like, a... Proper match. Going, an actual match. Like, that That was perfect. I also... You gotta give a shout-out to Sheamus uh, as the number two spot because... That's been an ongoing rivalry. Uh, one of my favorite matches of the year last year. Yeah, was 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 their match at Clash at the Clash at the Castle, and they uh, Sheamus lasted fifty two minutes and thirty three seconds, like just absolutely bonkers. The once Drew McIntyre got in there later in the match, like them consistently working together. Oh, I, really I love that. The fact that at any given point. At, like you were never more than like three minutes away from Gunther fighting with either Drew or Sheamus, like that was just on site levels of violence against each other, and it yeah, well, it, it made sense, and it was very entertaining. Oh man, I feel like one person backstage like put in Pat McAfee's ear, "Hey, they were trying to call him the Banger Bros for a while. Have fun." And because like Pat on commentary, especially in that Men's Royal Rumble, loved it. It was. He, he is very entertaining for me, and you're about to contradict what I just said. No, or, I, what I think it, what I think it was is either Sheamus or Drew McIntyre or my uh, well, <laughs> appara- appara- so apparently neither Michael Cole or Corey Graves knew that McAfee was going to be on commentary. <laughs> apparently, that was like a legitimate like surprise to them. So, but I'm willing to bet it was either Sheamus or Drew McIntyre saw him backstage, like on his way out. And it's like, hey, by the way, they won't let us call ourselves the Banger Bros anymore. <laughs> and Pat McAfee said, okay, I'm going to say it every three seconds. <laughs> I loved it so much. Pat McAfee being back, that should have been my power of positivity. Because God, I love that man on commentary. He I'm kind of surprised it wasn't. He cracks all of my shit up. <laughs> Corey Graves, like, it was hilarious watching Corey Graves go from being so furious that he was back, like, threatening to walk out, and then, like, three minutes into the Rumble match, they are both just shitting on Cole. Yeah. Like, they were just taking turns crapping on Cole. Like, that uh, was funny. The call of Dominic was only in county jail for three hours, and Pat, but yet he still found a way to be a prison bitch. I don't know. <laughs> Because, like, again, in my favorite bit from the entire, like, night with Pat McAfee is he was gone for, like, seven months, six, seven months. And, like, he comes back totally different WWE for the most part. Like, the way characters are aligned and everything like that. He still totally hates bum-ass Corbin, so that mm-hmm. rocked. Um, and then him being like, what the fuck has happened since I've been here last? Like, Dominic's in, went, went, to, went to prison? And, like, just his reaction to all of the new character changes and shit. I loved it. It was great. Um, that men's Royal Rumble, like, just the match itself was so good. Like, I was very... I did not feel like it slogged at all. And it could have been the main people you had in the ring at the whole time. Were they, people had, that I, they had very, very solid anchors. Yeah. And also, I will say, I want to give credit to... Because, one, um, Kofi Kingston missed his... Uh, and... Uh, so two years in a row that he missed his uh his save. impossible save moment which was a bummer you hate to see that um another thing that i want to point out is i completely forgot that brock lesnar got announced for the rumble match yeah 100 percent, because they only did it on the friday before like they had just done it on friday and it was it had already completely left my mind so when his music hit i was like oh no the good thing is no- 
I knew he wasn't going to win it, but I also was like, oh, I hope he doesn't do a thing where he, like, eliminates everybody and then, uh, you know, I just, I was so worried that that was going to happen. But what ended up happening is significantly better, where there was a bunch of people already in the ring. He came in at number 12. Um, and Kill there was, Santo Escobar. <laughs> yeah, he uh, just, he eliminated three people, rapid fire. Uh, and he, cause he took out, uh, let me see, I got it pulled up. He took out Chad Gable, Santo, uh, Santos Escobar and Angelo Dawkins. Mm-hmm. So he took all three of them out like immediately. And then Lashley was out right after him and then took out Lesnar, Lesnar next. Yeah. So, so he comes in, clears out the ring a little bit and then is immediately gone. Yeah. So they did like, that you know perfectly. Exactly. I was like, that was perfect. I um, think it was either Graves or McAfee. It might have been Cole. I don't remember. But they, they called it amazingly when he was on his way to the ring of just like the, the axe coming to clear the forest. Yeah. Like, so it was something along those lines. It was like, that was cold. That was good. Um, so, and we missed it. How did you like Kofi and Xavier standoff? Oh, Whenever, I loved it. The wheelbarrow. Yeah. So yeah. I... I watched it twice in a row because I watched it with Sadie's twin brother. He got off work. And Peacock doesn't let you, like, rewind except for, like, an hour back. So by the time he was off work, like, everything had already happened. Mm-hmm. So we had to wait till like, 1 o'clock in the morning to watch it again. And there were certain spots that I was just, like, kind of looking at their faces to see their reaction. And I was like, oh, this is a good one. And just the wheelbarrow under the double butt slap. Fantastic. Lovely. That's, that's good it- work right there. They did essentially the exact same thing that they did in that one tag team turmoil match. Yeah. <laughs> where they ended up across from each other and Woods immediately laid down. So, like, they, they did the circle. They they acted like they were going. And then Woods immediately, like, yeah, tried to get pinned. Oh, man. Uh, Corbin just... was out in seven seconds. He was the shortest, um, shortest entrant of the night, which, fine. Works, works for his character doesn't hurt him at all like we got edge coming back uh to continue the judgment day feud with balor which all right let's if this can't last to mania but if it doesn't what does edge do at mania you know we only got a couple months of build left here so because you, you gotta think they're doing they they I'm assuming at Elimination Chamber, it's going to be Edge and Phoenix against Balor and Ripley. Yeah, because then you maybe gotta... Dominic and Ripley, but probably not. it's, it's got to be Balor. Yeah. So then, where does that where does Edge go from there? Because we know Ripley is going on to wrestle Charlotte. Because you but... like so, my assumption is going to be there's a six man WrestleMania night two as like a filler match, and it's going to be the Judgment Day Balor Priest and Dominic versus. Um, Ray, Edge, and fucking somebody. I don't know who. Somebody. Uh, I think we'll Dominic fi- and Ray is one on one. I think that is a sing. I think they're building that to be a singles match. Yeah. Um. Also, what would be what would be cool for? They don't have like a partner to go with it, or if they do, it would have to be Balor again. But it would be kind of neat if they did like Edge and Bad Bunny against Balor and Priest. That'd be cool. Because Priest was his tag team partner in Bad Bunny's, you know, in ring debut. So then to have them be opponents would be kind of... And you could build that Elimination Chamber to Mania easily. Have Bad Bunny be backstage for a second, because that's going to be right around the time that the new game's coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, 
for promotional thing. And then, yeah, no, you could build that really quick. I've seen Mania matches happen for less. Uh, there was a match over Hair's product one time, Asa. It was Booker yeah. T and Edge. And Edge. I don't know why I said Age, but I did. <laughs> uh, speaking of Booker T, he was really the only surprise entrant slash legend entrance. Um, yeah. Because Edge is actually like part of the roster now. Um, part of me kind of thought that he and either Kofi or Woods, uh, well, it would have had to have been Kofi because Woods was already out. Yeah. But like if Kofi had gotten back in the ring, did he last long enough to do something with Booker T? Because Booker T's been talking all that crap on commentary on NXT. So are we getting the New Day versus Harlem Heat match that I kind of half think we might be? I hope we get but, that. That'd be cool. But then he also, like, he only lasted less than a minute. Wikipedia says 42 seconds. Gunther immediately eliminated him. So Great. maybe that wasn't part of the plan. Maybe Or, you know, did they have to pivot? Who knows? Uh, or did Booker uh, T do his two moves of Spinner Rooney and say, eliminate me? Yeah, like, which <laughs> is entirely possible. Uh, and then there was the big dueling cross-body hits from opposite sides of the ring that Ricochet Ooh. and Logan Paul hit. Um is probably like that's going to be like in the Royal Rumble package going forward. Yeah. For years to come. So disgusting. Didn't make a lick of sense, but it was visually impressive. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It was <laughs> I was going to argue it and I was like, "No, actually Ace is completely right on that one." Um, and then Cody Rhodes comes out at number 30 and ultimately wins the whole shebang. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was a super great Rumble match. I kind of wish the women's match didn't do a lot of the same things that the men's match did in some of the stories that they told. But we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, after the Rumble match was the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, which I will give credit where it's due. Uh, Bray Wyatt defeated L.A. Knight in five minutes and five seconds. So the, the, the times for the matches... An hour and 11 minutes and 42 seconds. Five minutes and five seconds. Seven minutes and 35 seconds. An hour and one minute and three seconds. 19 minutes and 15 seconds. So, real long stretches of match and then tiny little matches. But I will say... I thought this looked awesome. Oh, no, like, visually stunning. I think I would have enjoyed this match so much more. If they didn't put Mountain Dew on it. Now, I will say, um, Hunter on so uh Hunter on PWU last night said it perfectly. If they would have done a, a thing where I'll give you your pitch black match, but I'm gonna do it and make sure I get some money, it's gonna be, I'm I'm calling it the Mountain Dew and then like have LA Knight be the reason that there's a sponsorship. So that way we could hate the match a little bit more. Um that being said, it was a whatever match. Um I, the visuals of it were great. The painted kendo stick to be fluorescent was great because when you got hit, it actually left like a paint mark across his arm or mm-hmm. across Bray's arm. That was kind of neat. Um, I just like, it was, I love Bray Wyatt. I really do. I've always loved Bray Wyatt. But I am so confused and somewhat over this whole current thing because howdy yeah because like just just show who it is i don't want to wait till fucking mania to figure out that it's bo dallas i'm gonna let you know as much as i'm happy that it's gonna be bo dallas and it's gonna be great like there's gonna be so many people that are gonna not give a single flying fuck that it's bo dallas 
And, like, that's only gonna shit on him. And, like, just... Just let's get into this weird, weird, weird world of Bray. You know how long this has been going on, Asa? Yes. At Edge has been gone just as long as Bray Wyatt has started. And I'm going to say it, I miss Edge more than this. The, the, I don't think that they're going to do a big unmasking and it won't be Uncle Howdy anymore. It's Bo Dallas. I think we might get a reveal that Uncle Howdy is Bo Dallas, but it's always going to be Uncle Howdy. Oh yeah, like they're not going to say Uncle Bo, it'll be Uncle Howdy, but it'll very much be Bo Dallas. Yeah. Um... I wish this match would have gotten more time as a match because like, so is Bray, cause this is Bray Wyatt's first match back mm-hmm. since returning to the company. And he still kind of wrestled and sold like the fiend. Yes. And that kind of bummed me out. Did you like, like I new- would like, I would like for him to be more vulnerable in his matches because like that open, that opening promo and the very like real, the real parts of his character where he talks about his insecurities and his fears and things like that. I think those things lend to a more vulnerable in-ring character than what we got. Like, the face paint was awesome. The the post-match attack was awesome. Like, you can still have that while also make me think you're going to lose the match. Mm-hmm. And not that you're an unstoppable horror movie villain who also has an unstoppable horror movie villain comrade. And so I well, like Jason know. had his mom, Asa. Like that's not we're not breaking new grounds here, bub. All right, so I'm gonna say something that I hate in wrestling, uh, really quick because this reminded me of it. Every motherfucker that was just like Uncle Howdy missed L.A. Night by a mile on that elbow drop. Good, fucking good. That wasn't for the live audience. That was for us. That was for yeah. the people at home. I'm sorry. I don't care if the dude missed him by a mile uh, with the elbow drop. Uh, also, he was wearing a mask, and he did that jump with nothing but black lights. Yeah, no, like, well, I mean, <laughs> he he at least knew where LA Knight's crotch was, in fairness. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, that was, I hate people like that so much. Oh, I missed him. That looked so, that didn't look real at all. Motherfucker, there is a witch girl, a buzzard, an anthropomorphic buzzard, pig, and fucking rabbit, and you're upset with an elbow drop being off from fucking, like, 15 feet up? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. We did get, uh, we also, after the, after the elbow drop from the, the high up area, we did see the Fireflies, Firefly Funhouse cast. Go ahead. Did you not see him during the entrance? No. You need to go watch the entrance again. I won't, but where were they? They were in the entrance way. Like they were not the entrance way. They were along the entrance, like walkway. So as Bray oh. is walking, if you look behind him, you see Huskus, and the only one I don't think you see right away is Ramblin' Rabbit. I don't think they got that one, but you see Huskus, Abby, and uh, Mercy. Huh. Yeah, no, like, okay. it was unsettling, because at first I thought somebody was just holding up one of like, those, um, like, puppets. There's, there's a very real possibility that once he made his way out of the door, I hit fast forward. There's a solid chance, but they were there because it freaked it. So it weirded me out <laughs> whenever I watched it the first time and Sadie was like, oh, I don't fucking like that at all. Cause it was, <laughs> it was those guys. Like it was the people that were up in the elbow drop spot were in the, the fucking aisle way. Like mm-hmm. if you watch the entrance back, they're there. Um, yeah. So they I... do need things. So wait a minute time. So you did say that you liked, um, Bray with the black light. 
Like that yeah. looks cool. That looks dope as fuck. I won't. How did you feel about his look before that? Because like we didn't know we were getting black lights until that happened. Were you kind of underwhelmed by the way he looked? Considering we've gotten these very big visual like no spectacles because, it's, because he's not wrestling as the fiend because he is wrestling as Bray Wyatt. Okay, like a little bit of face paint that you couldn't really tell what it was. It was just eye makeup uh, mainly. Yeah, it, it, you know, I was I thought that was like okay, yeah, because it because again he's not coming out in the mask. He's not wrestling as Uncle Howdy. He's wrestling as Bray Wyatt. So I did not mind that. Now, it, it, we don't know if he's going to keep that or not in future matches where there's normal lighting, but who knows? Um, I just, I the the match itself was kind of a nothing match. Like, I feel bad. I feel a little bad for LA Knight because, like, he's so good on the mic and he's really solid in the ring as well. Like, this didn't really give him a chance to do much. Um, the, the weird colored confetti that they had on the announcer tables for yeah. no reason other but, than to like look cool in blacklight, which I was it like, did in total fairness. It did. I uh, mean, yeah, but it's like, I wish they would have had like a reason to do it or like paint a table or something like you can do more like the, the painted kendo stick. I thought was a cool touch. That was neat as hell. I thought that was, but, cool. uh, and then they did the aftermatch stuff that lasted for, uh, I would say a little bit too long. Like, why don't you just, ha- you could have just had this be a no contest, like a door doubled count out or something. And then like, I don't see why it's again, this is just kind of like a, why did Bray need to win so definitively and then fuck him up after like, thanks for coming LA night. <laughs> Bye now. Yeah. I, Cause but. like we're, we're heading to mania right now. And like, what do you do with Bray? Yeah, like that because like we don't have taker um god fucking damn it we better not have taker uh i just said that won't. and my brain just hurt um but like is job out kane fuck it i don't care about that character he deserves I don't it i want to see kane back on tv i mean yeah but if he's gonna lose in like a minute and a half i'll take it i would much rather see an actual match like i want to see Bray because that's one of the criticisms i see all the time about bray wyatt is he doesn't have good matches and it's hard to argue that I think he is very cap. I think he's capable of very good matches. Oh, hundred percent. But the stories that they choose to tell are not good matches. It goes back to the the theme of today's episode is the story being told, and like Breda is someone who doesn't really need to have five star classics, but fuck it, just once, I want to see one. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. You know, I I don't have an idea on the spot. But, like, you can find someone to work with Bray Wyatt and make it incredible. Um, One thing that we see at the end of the next match, which was Bianca Belair defeating Alexa Bliss to retain the Raw Women's Championship. um, This was another kind of, like, it was fine. They didn't really get a lot of time to do anything spectacular. Nothing stood out to me as being, like, great or terrible. This was just very much a right down the middle of the road title defense. Uh, The big story came at the end of the match where we saw the Uncle Howdy appear to Alexa Bliss on the screen. And no thank you. Like, let Alexa Bliss be her own thing. We can just acknowledge that she was part of The Fiend and move on. And let her move on. I'm not particularly interested in Alexa Bliss's ongoing relationship or lack of relationship with Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt. Unless they do the whole Wyatt Six thing and they turn her into Abby the Witch. 
But also, don't do that. I don't want that. I'll take it. Not Abby the Witch. Don't turn into Abby the Witch. But, like, I... No, I liked Alaska. Uh, Alaska. I liked Alexa in that universe. I'm cool with it. Just, like, make it make sense. That's all I want. It was fine until they got rid of Bray. And then we got all the, like, the Lily stuff. And even, like, that WrestleMania match where she turned on Bray for no reason and we never got any sort of payoff. Like, I'm... I don't know. Not... Like, did they turn her heel just so, like, Bray can try to avenge that and still stay a face? I don't get what they're doing. And I understand that we will probably get an answer, maybe. But, like, it's not interesting enough for me to be, like, compelled by it. That's fair. Uh, the 30-woman Royal Rumble match for, uh, the championship opportunity was the next matchup. This one had a few more, uh, surprises, good and bad, cool and awful. Uh, Um, we had the opening two was Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, uh, who were also the final two, which again, like, that would have been super cool if we hadn't just seen Gunther set a record. Yeah. Like that really kind of, you know, you have a number 30 winner and you have a number one winner. So I guess neat, but like that kind of, uh, that kind of, you know, lessened that impact to me, at least. Um, you, again, like you had Seamus and Drew McIntyre working together the entire match. You had damage control working together the entire match, which was like, it was good. Like having them be a unif like a, actual legitimate unit the entire time they were in the ring together helping each other you know saving each other from eliminations helping each other with other eliminations uh like looking at wikipedia dana brooke uh shayna baszler roxanne perez who was a surprise from nxt uh natalia like there's a bunch of these eliminations that were done by all three members of damage control Uh, and then you have Bailey, or I'm sorry, not Bailey. Uh, you have Becky Lynch coming in and ultimately eliminating uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky um, to kind of get you know to put Bailey back on uh, by herself, and before Bailey ultimately eliminated Becky Lynch. So like that was neat. Yeah, I dug that. Um, and that was like the first part of the match, and then you move into the rest of the match too because that was all pr- relatively early. Uh, other NXT people that were there include Zoe Stark and Indy Hartwell. Um, Indy is someone like who I'm a huge fan of. Like it, her act hasn't, especially now that the Gargano family, the Gargano, the way yeah, is not a thing anymore. She hasn't really clicked on NXT yet. So, but like once she does, which I think it's kind of a matter of time, like she'll do great. Yeah. I was kind of surprised to see zoe stark but like pleasantly surprised i think it was so i think it was supposed to be nikita lyons but she's injured but she tore her acl so mm-hmm. um i think that's not saying that zoe stark didn't deserve the spot without that one but i think that's a big reason why she got that over her see i if if i had to guess like who because i complete because i knew you like i we didn't talk about like who we thought like so there would be surprise entrance last week um, because I'm a bad host, but the uh, name that I would have put money down on was Sol Ruka. Yeah, that'd have been a good because, one. like, with her finisher going viral, like, have her in, have someone, uh, 
have someone take that and then she's gone and that's all you have to do yeah i how do you feel about that move i'm yeah. very sports entertained when it's hit yeah, yeah that's how i feel about it too i'm just like every time i see it i'm like that makes no sense it looks great it makes no sense yeah um but i mean it's not it's it's far from the most elaborate uh setup finisher that oh we've seen. i don't know it's it is quite far up there <laughs> She at least, like, the way that she hits it at least makes sense. Like, I would say there's more un- there there's more unusual setup to something like the 619. Where someone has to be put in a position in the ring that they are literally never, ever, ever in unless they're about to be hit by the 619. That's, that is not true. You've never watched Jeff Jarrett wrestle. I've seen way too much of Jeff Jarrett wrestling. <laughs> Recently. But, like people get choked in that position sometimes you're like you have the women's spot where they like stand on them but like someone is just facing the corner in every match you're gonna watch i'm very confused by this argument and that's fine it's it's an argument that we can have off this right now but i feel like in the list of elaborate setups for finishers that sol rukas is like hers isn't hers isn't an elaborate setup it's just like a you were adding way too much motion to a cutter. That's yeah, all it is. Because, like, DDP did it perfectly. Every time. Yeah, Randy Orton does it perfectly every time. Every time, yeah. But, like, it's, it, but it's you not, don't need to add a not, flip. And there, it's not like the, you know, it's, it's essentially the same as the Dudley dog. You just get him close to the turnbuckle so you can make the jump. Like, that's all it is. Okay, uh, so, uh, but she would have been a great one to have in the Royal Rumble, yes. It's a cool move. Like, <laughs> you, it's, I'm not saying it's, it's not cool. I just I think, don't it think is... it's any different than the lethal injection. You're hitting a cutter, but you're doing a backhand spring instead. Beforehand. That's, you're hitting yeah. a cutter, but you're doing a, you're doing a gainer. You're doing a front flip. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll concede that. But, like, the 619, nah, I still think that that one, Sol Rukas, is way weirder. Yeah, you're out of your mind. Uh, also, Zoe Stark put in, like, she was in there for 26 minutes and 34 seconds. Yeah, they gave her a good, like, lengthy time in there. That was cool as hell. Which which was uh, super cool to see. Um, Piper Niven making her return. As uh, Piper Niven. As Piper Niven. Uh, this is the one time that I was like, hey, Pat, shut the fuck up. Why did he say Piper Niven like 80 times after she came out? Maybe he was tired of saying Dewdrop. No, she was on Raw that whole time. Yeah, that was weird. Like, that was so that was so weird. Like, it made no sense. And then also, like, why did they spend so much time shitting on Tegan Knox? Uh, finish her name. The shiniest wizard. Like, they yeah, were just that was arguing. Weird. Like, it was just like, at some point, it's just like, all right, like, are y'all bored? Like, what the hell is going on? Um, other surprise entrance uh, included Michelle McCool, which, like, her in the Royal Rumble is whatever. But the way that they did it this year, where they showed her in fun. the front row initially, and then they're like, and her music hit, she's like, oh, shit. So she just, like, takes <laughs> off her clothes into, like, athletic wear that she's wearing underneath yeah uh to get uh, into the ring from ringside that was fun like yeah i, I did enjoy that. that that was pretty entertaining um yeah it was, i did enjoy that a lot i'm not a big michelle mccool fan but like that was dope as fuck the way they did that because mm-hmm. it was like it was subtle like 
whenever they showed her, I was like, oh, well, they just gave away one of the Royal Rumble people. But then it was like her music plays like, oh, look at that. And she's still ringside. I was like, ha, that's great. Oh, see, I was the exact opposite. I was like, oh, it's cool that she's there, but she's not going to be in the Rumble match. Oh, yeah. So we had because two it's like, why thoughts. would you be why would you be ringside if you were actually going to be in the match? And it was like, well, hook, line and sinker got me. Uh, another return uh, it was Chelsea Green. because that was something i wanted to ask you is did you think that we would see zach Ryder slash matt cardona and did you think that we would see chelsea green uh um chelsea green i would have said 100 percent zach Ryder uh matt cardona i would have given it about a 25 percent chance i didn't think it was going to happen but like i wouldn't have been super surprised if it had he was trolling his facebook group pretty hard to the point that i thought he was gonna be in there like his Mm -hmm. like his podcast page the Uh, reason that i didn't think he was going to be in there is because of how much he was talking about it on twitter yeah uh, so I was, I was like, like, oh, so you're not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I will say line of the night from Corey Graves. Cause she grand opening, grand closing, like ran in the ring, ran into Rio, ran out of the ring. It was one just beautiful swoop. And just Corey Graves being like, ah, I didn't even have time to make fun of her husband. That was such a great line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was solid. Uh, I feel bad for Chelsea green, but it looks like she's probably back with the company. Yeah, she's she is back. She's apparently she has been signed for like months now. They were just waiting to debut her. Yeah, which like because uh, she's gonna she's gonna go full Karen as her character apparently, which we saw on Monday. Yeah, um, and she does now have, hold the record for the shortest or the fastest elimination in a women's rumble match. That is official. So coming in breaking records. Uh, Zelina Vega came in. Uh, cosplayed as jury from street fighter six they tied that into the announcement that she's going to be part of the uh, one of the commentary choices in street fighter six when that game comes out later this year um although she was not uh, even though she did like one of the specialty moves to zia lee on the apron uh it wasn't a completely accurate cosplay because you didn't have constant zoom ins on her bare feet because this character i don't know if you've paid attention to but it's like weirdly foot heavy oh you mean a a street fighter game had a weird part in it that like could borderline be... fetish thing yeah oh uh, man here's my shocked face asa it's weird uh lacey evans was in the match God. thumbs down emphatically uh and then speaking of thumbs down number 30 uh the returning nia jacks gross i don't know why i loved it so much i think i don't either i don't either but like i just the i don't know who tweeted out so i can't give them credit but just the tweet of out of all the entrances the botch because like nia Jax came up like three seconds before it was supposed to yeah and it was just like of all the entrances to botch you picked the perfect one and Mm -hmm. like uh i don't know why i don't completely hate it because it looks like like she got a shirt you know she's back with the company like, I, and I'm not even, like, that mad about it. And I don't know why. Like, I feel like I should be way more upset about this. But instead, I was like, oh, fuck, Nia Jax is back. Look at that. That's cool. And we'll give, br- it a, give it a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why. She'll, like, drop someone on their head and I'll be like, that's why I didn't like her. Um, See, which is funny because I've already pointed out the reason that she's super not safe. Um, But, like, I was like, oh, cool, she's back. And then I was like why am I okay with this? Like my body knew that I should be way more mad than I really was. And I was like, am I growing as a human being? Is that, is that what this is right now? Like, am I like being like, Oh, that person has a job. Good for them. Uh, 
But it was like, I liked what they did with her because it was just beat the shit out of Naya time. Uh, I yeah. wish they wouldn't have done the Hulk out of the... I hate that spot mm-hmm. every time. It makes no sense. Um, everybody beats up on Naya and then Naya goes, Mraw! And then yeah. everybody like bounces away. You know who I wish like wasn't around anymore? Braun Strowman. I saw him in the room. I'm and I was like, man, I, I didn't miss this guy. I, uh, he was there I, for a minute. I don't miss this guy. I, I wish this guy wasn't around anymore. And it's not even like I like want him to die. I was just like, God, I'm just not entertained by you. Someone that I did miss that was in this Rumble match was Asuka. Yeah. Oh, my God. And yeah. Like, kill a killer clown Kana Asuka. Yeah. Super on board. Oh, um, if Ray Ripley isn't going to challenge Bianca Belair, there's your WrestleMania match. 100%. Um. As kind of, like, repetitive as the women's match was to the men's match, I really, 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 really liked the finish to this match. Yeah. Like, them all three being on the apron, um, I I really, really dug that whole finish. Yeah, Um, because it was like, Ripley was the heavy favorite, but I genuinely could have seen even Liv Morgan, like, pulling out, like, a surprise underdog victory. Yeah. And, like, moving her over to Raw. Um, and same thing with Asuka. Like, she's got she's working under this new character. Like, absolutely, I'd buy that. But, like, Ripley was the correct answer to win this. And I'm, I'm really glad that she did. Um, how do you feel about her challenging Charlotte instead of Bianca? Ask me that after WrestleMania. <laughs> because it's like okay because charlotte beat her for the nxt women's championship yes so you know does she get that win back i'm, I'm kind of with you there um, <laughs> just just ask me after that match to happen because if if ripley loses again i'm gonna be pissed yeah uh it was i mean her the match will be phenomenal oh yeah like, her great. versus charlotte is gonna rock i was but i was man i was really looking forward to her versus bel-air because there is that NXT history there, like anytime they're off of. yeah, anytime they're in the ring together, it's fucking phenomenal. Like they yeah. were the final two whenever Bianca won the Royal Rumble, like last mm-hmm. year, year mm-hmm. before, year before, because it was Sasha and Banks. Um, so yeah, it would have been the twenty twenty one Royal Rumble. Man, time is moving, and I hate it. Cause like I'm starting yeah. to forget when things happen. I'm just letting you go off of it because I don't know. I'm I don't know enough to say which one it was. Yeah, but. it was it was 2021. Um, and like anytime those two are in the ring together, it's fucking great. But yeah, no, like I dig the story that they could tell with this. But man, l- trying to get Charlotte Flair to, Flair to lose a match at Mania if you're not Becky Lynch is a real bitch and a half. But we can all agree at least Ronda Rousey was not involved. That was true. That was a breath of fresh air. Honestly, okay. the women's Royal Rumble match, like getting to see who was in it, that women's roster is really good. No, their their women's roster is stacked. That's kind of why I'm like, we well, don't need Nia Jax back. Yeah, that's fair. Like, especially there's, there's especially around Tegan Knox. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of women not getting utilized. You know, they're cutting they're cutting cage matches. Uh that we don't need to factor in Nia Jax into the mix here. Dana Brooke still has a job. Good for her. That was the one thing I said whenever I saw her. I was like, oh, fuck, she still has a job here. I like Dana Brooke. That is, she gets, a, that she is, gets a hard time. That is not a shot at Dana Brooke. That is literally me being 100% sincere of, oh, sweet, she still works here. Because I forgot she did. Yeah, you get how that's not a compliment, though, right? 
oh no i'm just saying it's not like, i'm not <laughs> using it as an insult i'm not mm-hmm. like oh this dumb bitch doesn't need a job no i'm like oh fuck i totally forgot that she still is employed there that's cool right i'm not like shitting on her for it if anything i'm just like oh man good for you you're, you're still then- getting a paycheck and then the main event, Roman Reigns defended the WWE Ubu Championship against Kevin Owens. Uh, the match, of course, was great, but the story coming out of this was the 45-minute post-match uh, <laughs> angle of they jumped Owens, they handcuffed him to the ropes, uh, 85 super kicks from the Usos, 17 uh, tandem super kicks from the Usos, and then Roman goes to hit a completely defenseless and borderline unconscious Owens with a chair. Sammy stops him. Roman hands Sammy the chair to hit him to for him to hit him with. Sammy is torn. Sammy ultimately uh, hits Roman with the chair. Uh, Jimmy and Solo jump Sammy, lay him out. Jay doesn't do anything. Jay walks out, saying that he's done. Um, Roman Reigns will never hand an ally a chair and turn his back to them again. He's never going to have his back to a friend with a chair in their hands. Like, that's just going to be his new PTSD. Uh, <laughs> did you sing like, it whenever the chair shot happened? Did you just go, what you said? Because I did. Because I saw it come. Yeah. <laughs> like, a mile away. I was like, oh, he's about to eat that shit. I was like, oh, I need to rewatch this because did what, did someone yell, no! Right before, <laughs> right before the hit. Um, no, it was the exact opposite side. It was, yeah! <laughs> yeah. I, it's not the way that I was hoping it would go. And the segment itself dragged on way too long for my tastes. That said, it was expertly done. It was so good. But it was done too well. Because now the only match I give a shit about in the WWE is Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. Oh, 100%. That goes back to our soap opera of, yeah, but now we need that match. And, like, if Sammy doesn't win, man, this is a whole, whole bag of fuck. And what I'm really hoping for, what I am really hoping that they do, is you can give Sammy a match at Mania. Like, you are at Elimination Chamber. Have it be some fucky bloodline finish. And then have Adam Pierce say, well... The Usos have had to defend their championship separately. Roman Reigns, you will have to defend your championship separately. Because at WrestleMania night two, you know, but at the same time, like, can you do that? Because then whichever one you do first completely cheapens the other one. If you do Sammy versus Roman as the emotional payoff, like, even if Sammy loses. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I think you would have to have him lose in that scenario. But, like, Sami Zayn beating Roman Reigns in night one makes a Cody Rhodes night two victory mean less, to, in my opinion. You have someone who has not been defeated, he has not been pinned in 300 days, or whatever, like, crazy long it's been since Roman Reigns has lost either by pinfall or submission. And then to have it happen twice in a row two nights in a row. Yeah. I, I don't think they do that. So they've, they have really put themselves in a corner here because man, I don't give a shit about Cody Rhodes. And like, they are not going to be able to tell an emotionally fulfilling story on the level of the bloodline and Sami Zayn. 
And yeah, Cody can come out and cry talking about his dad every day until Mania. And he's gonna. He's gonna do. <laughs> and I say that with respect. But like, because yeah, if this, if the Bloodline stuff wasn't as compelling as it is, it would be incredible. I would be invested. But I'm sorry. There's it's a way Sami better, Zayn. there's a way better now, story being told right now. I did see somebody mention that like the feud isn't actually Sammy and Roman, it's Sammy and Jay. And okay, I can see that. Give me a really good Sammy Zayn versus Jay match. Um, but I, I think what we're going to get is Sammy will get his shot at Roman at Elimination Chamber. He's going to lose. And then it'll be the Usos versus Owens and Zayn. Which see, honestly, if it, if they are that sh- that tag match, if they do that tag match for the Undisputed Tag Titles, mm-hmm. that should be your night one main event. Yeah. And night two should be Cody and Roman. Yeah, I agree. Um, God, I just, everybody being like Jay and Sammy. I'm like, no, nah, man, because like the, the way they did that whole segment, I absolutely adored. Like I loved all of it. And then Jay, the look that Jay had right before they were like, get it, like get his ass. And he just like got out of the ring. I went mm-hmm. from loving it to this being like my favorite fucking thing in wrestling history. Because, like, that whole, like, because if you really remember whenever the Roman Reigns, like, title thing started, like, Jay was, like, one of the first people he feuded with. Yeah. And, like, Jay has very much just been, like, again, I'm sorry, I listened to Pro Wrestling Unscripted this morning, and it made me think about of a lot of things, but people are being like, oh, no, Roman was gaslighting Sammy. No, he was just kind of telling Sammy how it is. He has been actively gaslighting Jay for, like, two and a half years now. And yeah. to see his brain kind of, like, untangle and be like, no, fuck this guy. I don't care if it is the head of the table, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. I'm done with this shit. Like, I personally, like, yes, granted, I do want Sammy versus Roman. And I want Sammy to win that fucking belt so bad off of Roman. But. If you told me that this was just kind of reigniting the main event J Roman feud, let's fucking go. Cause I loved yeah. all, I loved that whole fucking thing. No, um, well, remember what got Jay into the bloodline 100% finally. Was it, it was Roman beating the absolute dog shit out of Jimmy. Yeah. Like Jay just... fell in line to protect his brother. And then you have Jimmy yelling at Jay. I'm your real brother, not him. I'm your real brother. Yeah. No, like, the like, Jay oh, Uso, it's so, it's so good. There's so many places this could go, and not a single one of these fucking roads leads to Cody Rhodes. <laughs> not a damn like, one. Not a one. And his because, yeah. his last name is Rhodes, and none of them lead to him. Not a goddamn one. Yeah. Um, so I I do I feel bad for Cody because like man I don't know how the crowd is like going to to embrace that. Like I think they'll be fine. I think if they handle the sammy and jay stuff with enough care that you know the the crowd will be able to accept cody rhodes beating roman reigns yeah but they gotta boy they gotta it's an they gotta put as much passion and care and talent into that story as they have in the bloodline that again has you know a two plus year build to it because like sammy Zayn initially just kind of coming in and being like hey uh I'll help you with your Lesnar problem if maybe you help me with my Lesnar problem. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. I also kind of feel bad for Kevin Owens because it's like, how many fucking killer matches does he have to have 
with Roman Reigns for him to kind of be se- feel secondary in this story. Like this entire time watching this match, there wasn't a second that I thought, oh, Kevin Owens is going to win this match. It was oh, like, yeah. What is Sammy going to do to Kevin or to stop from having happen to Kevin? Yeah. And again, like, you're absolutely right. If it was anybody other than Sammy, I would agree with you. But, like, it's one of those that you know Kevin Owens, who has had a really, really, like, prolific WWE run, Mm -hmm. is just fucking happy for Sammy. Because not that Sammy hasn't had his already, but, like, whenever you look at the two careers, like, Kevin Owens has had the way more interesting time in WWE up until this last year. And And it's... if it ultimately ends with Sammy and Kevin winning the tag titles together for the first time in WWE, dope like, as fuck. Let's go. Yeah, like, I, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to complain about that. But you've told such a cool story that there could be fifty different payoffs to, and none of them are Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, just... I just want to be like, all right, Cody, we're having some family issues right now. We're gonna give you your title shot at SummerSlam. Um, yeah. but we got, we got Sammy night one, we got Jay night two, and then you'll it's, face whoever has a belt. Like you'll get your title shot and you're going to be, you'll get to be fucking Cody Rhodes over and you're going to wrestle. Can't say Seth Rollins. You're going to wrestle Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Fuck. Yes. You're absolutely right. And you're going to beat him. You're going to beat the brakes off of Bray because who <laughs> gives a fuck about that weird motherfucker right now? You can have a Mountain Dew Baja Blast on a pole match for all I fucking care about. But, like, it's the bloodline. WrestleMania 23 should be all bloodline all the time. We're going to let you legitimately execute Uncle Howdy in the middle of the ring, but it's going to have to be at SummerSlam. Uh, it's the it's the uh, Community Season 3 paintball episode. <laughs> it really is. Black Rider appreciate that we're dealing with bigger things here (laughs) and let us be until after it's been resolved okay (laughs) (laughs) oh i forgot about that whole story (laughs) (laughs) who wears chaps to paintball Um, i got a good look at him he's not that handsome um (laughs) you know who also is a really big community fan we you've derailed me with community but after almost every training session with Brandon, we drive back to Chaffee together. And almost mm-hmm. every time we start talking about community and like deep dive nice. episodes, <laughs> like just really oh, yeah. digging into it. Um, but no, I loved um, Rumble. I loved Rumble so much. And there's so many cool stories that they're not going to pay off getting out of it. Um, Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul is going to happen. And man, I just really want Seth to really just beat the brakes off of somebody on pay-per-view whose name isn't Riddle, but it's not going to be Logan Paul. No. And like, I don't, I, I don't know what, cause so that we know the elimination chamber is going to be for the universal championship match. The elimination chamber. Much, yeah. What the elimination, it? the elimination chamber match Whoever wins that faces theory at WrestleMania for the U.S. title. Oh, I was just like, no, they're doing the IC belt. My bad. No, yeah, sorry. Uh, I didn't say that correctly. But that, but like, man, I don't know. The Rollins theory story is there already. You don't need to add in the wrinkle of him winning the chamber match. So that kind of makes me think that maybe he doesn't win it. Mm-hmm. And that could be the Logan Paul match is Rollins. Fuck it. I really don't. Make it a triple threat match. Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins versus Austin Theory for the uh, U.S. belt. Yeah. That's and, and let Rollins win. Fuck. Uh, one thing after the, after the, as the pay-per-view was going off the air, something that I missed until someone on, I think it was Reddit, uh, posted it, 
was Roman and Solo and Roman being like, we're at war now. No more prisoners. Like, we're oh, not taking yeah. prisoners anymore. Like, oh, this is... I'm, I am genuinely excited to see what happens on SmackDown tomorrow. Oh, yeah, no. And, like, whoever is doing the creative right now, because, fuck, you can tell me it's Triple H all day long, and I want to believe you, but, like, whoever's doing it, thumbs up, because you yeah. got me to tune in to most of Raw on Monday. Now, granted, it's a three-hour show, and I just got done watching two Royal Rumbles in a row, so I was a little <laughs> wwe out of it by now, then, but I, fuck, I watched most of it, um... And like, yeah, no, I'm, uh, no, my sling doesn't work correctly, even though I paid for the correct version of sling to be able to watch SmackDown. I'll watch highlights of SmackDown, because that's how I get to watch SmackDown nowadays. <laughs> um, or I'll try to catch it on Hulu sun- Saturday morning before I go to Stride. But, um, yeah, no, they have me invested. Yeah. And like, it's... I, and I love Jey Uso so much, and I just hope they do something cool with him. Because like, they're going to do something cool with Sammy. Now, it's not going to pay off the way I want it to, because I don't think they're going to put the belt on him. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe and, everything I'm saying is bullshit. But like, fuck, fuck. And I'm, like, there's not a. I just I don't. People are saying like, oh, but is Sami Zayn the guy that's the face of the company? Is he the one going on the morning show? And like, absolutely not. That dude is a weird motherfucker. <laughs> like, I, you don't put him in front of Jimmy Fallon. Like, and, I, and I on the on the contrary, I feel because, like you do. <laughs> Because, like, Sami Zayn doesn't need to be that guy. Mm-mm. He doesn't even need to necessarily have a memorable run with the championship. Like, give him two solid defenses and then have him drop it in, like, a multi-man match. Yeah. Like, it, it's the story yeah. ends with him winning the title. And then you can tell a new story, you know, starting with that. Yeah. And that can be someone else's story. Honestly, all right, here you go. Here you go. It's a little convoluted. Hear me out. Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. Uh, nope, for the Universal Championship night one. Sami wins. With the help of Jay or Owens or whoever the fuck ever. Night two is WWE Champion Roman versus Cody. Roman wins. Monday, because yeah, Roman's on SmackDown. Monday, Sami Zayn comes out with the belt. Fuck, he turns the belt red again. Everything's great. We love it. Cody Rhodes becomes the true American Nightmare and beats the dog shit out of Sami. Yeah, he stole his moment. Yep. But I don't think Cody. But I don't think Cody turns heel. I don't think they turn Cody heel. Yeah, but I don't give a fuck. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well- you know what you're about. You gotta kind of respect it. This is a lot better than Roman turning heel on everybody. You gotta admit, I at least put a little bit more thought into it than oh that. Oh my god, when you <laughs> wanted Roman to turn heel against the authority. I was right four years later. You, no, I was you, No, you were not. That still remains one of the dumbest wrestling takes you have ever had. I think it would have worked. Anyway, um, yeah, oh no. Oh my god. But yeah, no, just have that. Because, like, I mean... But, I mean, we really do need a face of the company. And Roman's doing a good job, but, like, I don't want to see him That's be a Cody. good guy. That's Cody. It Cody's is. Cody's 100%. So, He's going to be on the talk show circuit with the big belt. Like, the the the, the, the his story is undeniable. I know we were we were kind of, you know, poo-pooing on it uh, a little. Oh, no, no, yeah. Let me, well, we were discrediting a little bit. But, like, winning the championship his dad never won, like, in his honor after 
leaving the company to become a, the best version of himself to prove to the people like Triple H and Vince McMahon who didn't see him as a main event level player to return to this, like, be one of the crazy, most crazy over people the company has is a good story. Oh, it's great. They just, just the... shot themselves in the foot because they have an <laughs> they've perfect told, story. To they've, told, they've told such a better story, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, so. It really sucks. Like, this is the, uh, this is the de- uh, wrestling equivalent of tripping over your own dick. Because, like, they have such a good story with Cody that they didn't need to do anything else up until him returning. But they were like, but the Sami Zayn's bloodline story, like, people are really starting to enjoy this. And then they made a better story. And now they're like, fuck! Yeah. Oh, it turns out that injury was actually real bad. He's not going to be able to come back until next year's Rumble. <laughs> and then Cut. that's when Big E's clear to, to, like, compete again. And then they just run into the same problem. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here real quick, because we this is a longer one. Um, Dalton, you said you had uh, a figure you wanted to talk about for wrestling with articulation. It's my wrestle. It's my figure of the year so far, and I think it's going to win overall. Um, which is really weird because I've talked about how we've gotten way too many of this person, but I just recently got the Elite One Hundred uh, Rey Mysterio in, and I, I this figure fucking rules. Like <laughs> it's a Rey Mysterio figure, and I talk about how like every Rey they make feels so good in the hand. Like they make them like n- not more articulated than others. But, like, they've just kind of perfected the mold of this, like, of, of uh, I almost said Sammy, of Ray. Um, and it's WCW Ray, which is, they've done three times now. Because they did a Starcade 96, Halloween Havoc 96. I can't tell you what this is from. I, I can't tell you what this gear is from. It's red. It's yellow. It's, like, so red that it's almost pink. Um, but the really cool thing is, because, like, Elite 100, they're, like, brand new belts for everybody, pretty much. They put the actual, honest to goodness, WCW cruiserweight title in the with the figure. I put it on Dean Malenko because that's my cruiserweight champion. But mm-hmm. like this figure, absolutely rules. I haven't gotten any of the other ones from Elite One Hundred yet. Um, I had extra money on my eBay account, and I was like, "Oh, that figure's somewhat cheap right now." Um, but this figure rocks so goddamn hard. Um, it is currently my favorite figure of twenty twenty three. That being said, I think it's the no, no, no. I got Legends, that most recent Legends series. That came out this year. Um, I was going to say, but this isn't a figure that came out this year. You just got it for the first time. No, nah, I mean, it came out pretty much this year. Like, it's not in stores yet. So, like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm willing to concede. So, like, the figures of 2023 so far would be the Raw 3-pack, which I got that. The... Mm-hmm. Kid, uh, Razor, and Taker. The uh, Legend series that was Shawn Michaels from like 95, um, Shamrock, AJ from TNA or WCW, and um, old uh, Dingo Warrior. Like those are the figures, and then Elite 100. And people are just now getting Elite 101. Gotcha. Okay. So, so, like, but this isn't hit stores yet. And this came out like the reviews came in. If they came in before 2023, it was like two days before. The way you said that made me made it sound like this was an older wave. No, no, this is Elite One Hundred. I would. Oh, I know exactly what it is because you said you got it on eBay. Oh, I just assumed yeah. it was. I assumed it was an older wave because I don't know what you know what the series numbers they're at. Oh, I'm also thinking of the basics because that number's way higher. It's like one thirty something at this point. Yeah, yeah, that number's way higher than the Elite One. But yeah, so this is this is a 2023 figure. Okay. Um, I just, gotcha. whenever I bought No Mercy, I had extra money on my eBay account, and I was like, oh, I can get that Ray for somewhat cheap. 
is is the Rey Mysterio fa- like because you say that like the Rey Mysterios always feel good in hand. Is uh-huh. he kind of like the Spider Man of the Legends? Where, yes. Like, where like every time we get a Spider Man, it always just feels good. Yeah, yeah. That's ex- actually that is apt because like I bought so many Rey Mysterios last year. It's not even funny. Um, this is like my current Ray that I have in my like up to date <laughs> shelf, and like this was last year. This was a top picks. I'm not joking. I think they did like I think Kyle Peterson did a top ten Rey Mysterios of 2022. Because oh, there was wow. ten elites that were made. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Rey Mysterio. Something we didn't talk about for the men's Rumble match, just real quick. Uh, Rey Mysterio was supposed to come out. He never did. The next entrant was Dominic wearing Rey's mask. Uh, Rey apparently got injured on SmackDown, so they just had it like implied that Dominic attacked him. Yeah. And you you asked me if I was doing a bit, and I understand why. But when Dominic came out wearing the Rey mask. It really highlighted highlighted how much alike they look. Like his chin because structure like in the in the eyes in the chin. It like it very much looked similar. So Asa, none of these Sorry, figures. I just to cramp that in. None of these Rey Mysterio figures are a year old. You know my yeah. rule about not having he's holding, the he's same, holding four. Yeah, and this isn't even half of the ones they made last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Ray, they've just been pumping out. Which like I mean, he's small. He has a mass. Like he has cool tattoos and like really cool gear for the most part. Um. And then I have legacy race because like my rule is like with elites like one of a one of an era and that's all I need. Uh, the people that break that rule, Finn Balor and Rey Mysterio. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, like there's so many cool rays. I think there's like another one coming up that I'm like, oh fuck, I need that. I hope they re-release the Halloween Havoc one with all the new like articulation tech because like I have that figure up there. I need to put the cruiserweight belt on it. But yeah, no, like. As he's, it's such a good figure. I'm hoping, I'm looking at the Dominic Mysterio. I hope we get a Judgment Day Dominic by the end of this year. Yeah. Also, fuck, it's going to be such a good year for figures. People have Johnny (laughs) Knoxville right now, and I'm jealous. Because I want the Johnny Knoxville figure real bad. Yeah. You'll get it, buddy. Oh, did you notice that uh, Sami Zayn in the video game is wearing his jackass gear? No. I thought that was cute. Apparently we got a review of like, or someone did the first tech review of the war games match. I need to watch that. That dropped today. I think. Oh, gotcha. Cause we'll like talk that, more about that. Yeah. We got, we'll be able to talk more about that and some more. Cause there was some 2k3, uh, 2k23, uh, reveals that came out this week. We just didn't really have time to, to dig into them, but we'll talk more about that, uh, next week. Cause I'm sure there'll be even more to talk about with it. So, um, but that is going to do it for the week. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Join us. Uh, let us know what you thought of the Royal Rumble as a pay-per-view of the Rumble matches, the matches themselves, the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Uh, let us know what you thought of the show. Uh, but don't forget, there was something I was going to mention at the end of the show and it's gone. It's fine. Whatever. Um, but we will be back next week. Thank you to everybody for listening to us and being, uh, just the coolest and hanging out with us ramble for and over an hour and a half about wrestling and community and game show hosts. Fuck. Yeah. We're way too long. Pat that Sajak for life. <laughs> uh, until next week. Uh, have a great night. Have a great week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And as always watch more wrestling. <laughs>